The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Welcome. It's another Wednesday night, baby. You are hanging out with the Sword and Shield. Another episode of AEW Dynamite, the first post-Cody, a Cody-sized hole in our show uh, this week in this week's AEW Dynamite. You are with the Sword and Shield. You are with your boy, the Zoobs, and my main man, Josh Custodio, here live, twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain, or maybe on the Wrestling Brain podcast. Either way, baby, we love having you along for the ride. We are here for the next, ooh, hour and a, two hours, two hours. We'll see. Tends to be a little longer these days. Tends to be a little longer. <laughs> we're, here, we're here for the next as long as it goddamn takes to talk about AEW Dynamite as we are every single week. Uh, if you didn't hear it yet, uh, we did a Cody cast yesterday. So just so for, for those of you tuning in tonight, we're we're not doing like the extended Cody talk. Maybe at the end of the show, if people have, have more questions, we did a full Cody cast yesterday. You can find that on the podcast feed and below in the video section when you were done watching this motherfucker. But... That is yesterday. This is today. It is time for AEW Dynamite. As I said, I'm your boy, the Zooms, joined on the West Coast by my man, my tag team partner, my better half, Josh Custodio. How are you feeling on a Wednesday night, my friend? Vibing, thriving, surviving, Zooms, all three coming into Confluence at once, exiting tonight's AEW Dynamite, a, uh, a quieter episode of this show with a higher average of in-ring quality than most episodes. I cannot wait to talk about where people land on this one because in terms of what i'll call like sexiness you know the sure. the headlines the the stickiness a light show and all that stuff but in terms of the meat and potatoes the steak the the kicks and the punches i think there's a lot to chew on, on tonight's episode so very excited to see what people think about it really excited to see what these zooms thought about it really excited to talk all about it with the brainiacs in the damn chat going through it in uh in zooms you encouraged me uh you know i'm always writing notes during the show yes and you say you should you should keep those in a book because you're just recycling them all the time put them in a book so i have a notebook tonight it feels like a brand new night wow. this is the first uh notebook edition <laughs> of uh of aw Donovan. as i coined it yesterday on the cody cast i think what i would call burn part three of uh of the phase here and that a this good is phase time, three baby we a good arrived. time to break out a new a new notebook i like that for you i like a new notebook feeling i recently uh, I'm down to the last few pages of a notebook, so I'm going to be new notebooking myself as well. You know what I like? Saying, I love that for you, like you just <laughs> did. I, I, I totally get that saying. It's like, that's so good for you. I yeah. love that for you. Absolutely. I absolutely adore that saying. Zoops, hello, good evening, good night, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, to the Brainiacs in the damn chat. Uh, I'm probably more interested in asking this question than I generally am. I think we might see some scores all over the place, so let's get to it. Hold you on, before you, spend... yeah. before you spiel. Yeah, yeah. It, it, our 
loyalists, watchers, pardon me, who are here with us on Twitch.tv slash wrestling brain will notice we got new emotes. We got new sub badges. We got all kinds of new stuff for you there. So uh, we got seventh on the board. We got a little eat my tank. We have uh, that doesn't work for me, brother. We got uh, and the golden Okada if you're a tier three sub. So maybe we'll yeah, see the golden some Okada is is money. Let's be honest. <laughs> maybe we'll see some some use of the sevens here, but remains to be seen. Thank you for jumping in there, Zoobs. I am excited to use some of the new emotes and whatnot for subscribers. And thank you. Did we get any subscribes out the gate? Let's see. I didn't think Danny Daroka did up. Danny DeRosha did up for his uh, his two months. So he gets now because he's at two months. He gets a QT Marshall badge, uh, and you can and you can see that that's that's pretty sweet. Danny Dirty Work that is ten months. Uh, he's in the Okada level. Above nine months, you're in the Okada level. Uh, six months to GWGI. And hey, my name is Will is one who will show you what it looks like when you've been here for more than a year. You get the full screen Matt Lee treatment, baby. So a little easy way to to sort of identify how long people have been here by what I like sort of. That badge they have kicking around you see that you see that full matt lee face that's somebody who, know, who knows what they're talking about yeah that's a that's a an old head around these parts you might say they themselves <laughs> have always wanted to taste the zooms and uh, thanks for jumping in there zooms but i will now kick into my spiel because as you know i love to ask the people in the damn chat you did not spend money on aw dynamite tonight but you did spend time and like the Zoobs always says, time is the one thing that you can't get back. You're just going to get more money, but you can't get time back. So you tell me, on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst and seven being the best, what would you rate tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? Zoobs, where, where are you on this one? This is this is a, an interesting one, I think. Uh, yeah, because you said, said it right. It, high on the in-ring, the in-ring, if you were into sitting down and watching matches there was a lot of good matches sort of throughout the course of the show to start out of the gate basically straight away through a show that we're i think generally over the last year has been a little promo heavy was sort of a little lighter on the promos not as much not as much uh there was still obviously some some cornerstone pieces of the show were promos but mm -hmm. um not nearly as much i think as we've come to expect and a lot more sort of in the ring so um yeah i'm sort of in I'm, i feel like a six probably because um, well, it didn't really peak. It was just sort of like a nice, a nice bunch of good wrestling. So let's jump into the chat and see what some of these scores are, Zoobs. I'm going to just machine gun through them. We got uh, good friend Jake throwing a six out there. Or Dennis Dirty Work following up with a six. Scoots yeah. Brodo a zero. Jamie Wonders a seven. <laughs> Jay's Retro a six and a half. Trill McGinnis a five and a half. C, Suppa 55, and appropriately scored five and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that not because it's the right score. Of course, the, of course. A 55. Yeah, you get me. Uh, Cadenza with a strong six. Rusty Sheds a six. A Jeffrey, six and a half. Uh, Kev Sell saying, subscribe to Wrestling Brain to get a taste. You're damn right. <laughs> Danny DeRosha, five and a half. Fruits Irritable, solid five. Pace fall, tidy six. All sevens for Stone Cold DT. Kev Sell with a six. Matty Mack with a six. JS underscore 604, five and a half. Seventh offensive with a six. Hartnett with a six. Jay Iggs with a six and a half. Area Thrasher. That I just always want to say, Aria Thrasher, uh, a six. <laughs> hey, my name is Will, a six. Chain wallet owner, a six and a half. Zoobs, a rare night where I think the chat liked the show more than I did. Yeah. I think I'm in the, the four and a half, five zone here uh, for tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. So a good episode. I'm glad I watched it. Mm. One thing I absolutely loved in it, the same thing I suspect everybody loved on this program. Uh, but we'll get into it. Hopefully by the end of tonight's show, we can check back in and see if I liked it more. Where are you, Zoobs, one of the seven? And what yeah, was the would, average was there? Six-ish? Yeah, I'd say people pretty consensusly are saying in the six range. A couple of 5.5s. Um, I would think 
basically across the board here, you're saying nothing outright bad. Uh, Jamie wonders sort of your high mark for the seven and, and Stone Cold ET, who is watching in Costa Rica, he said, uh, caught the last five minutes. It's all sevens. Hello in Costa Rica. Pretty cool. My sister vacations there, Costa Rica. Very nice. You ever been there, Zoobs? Uh, no, I have not been to Costa Rica. Hmm. Well, okay, great. I just wanted to, anyway, into the show. I, I, don't, uh, I can't have a story about not being in a place. I... <laughs> yes, you could. You're one of the most entertaining orators of all time. You're going to go with anything. Yeah, I, I will. I'll freestyle. I was like, well, uh, I never thought about it, and then we never went. So that's, I mean, uh, let's let's just be honest. This is like we talk about no selling in the ring all the time. This is this uh, broadcasting equivalent looks like. Anyway, Zoobs. <laughs> Uh, horrible music plays us in tonight's Dynamite. I, I joke about this every week, but we really do need to change the theme song. That song sucks. Break the news, all that shit. CM Punk is sitting cross-legged in the ring in an MJF shirt, the one with the Burberry print that says mid. I'm not really much of a fan of this shirt, but I thought sort of a nice gesture of CM Punk to get it on TV because MJF isn't a guy who wears his merch. I think he wore the horrible Jerablo shirt on once, but he's generally in a suit. <laughs> Uh, so he's in CM Punk mode, I'll say, cross-legged in the middle of the ring. And he opens with, my name is CM Punk. I'm straight edge. I don't drink. I'm drug-free. And that means I'm better than you. And this is, of course, a, a throwback to a promo he read it in New York, but also in Ring of Honor uh, against Raven, I believe. And <laughs> this crowd <laughs> receives CM Punk as a heel for referencing this. So CM Punk is obviously bringing this up as he goes on to explain, uh, look, MJF is a fan. He is inspired by me. Here's this picture of him with me. He's, he turned something I said into his main catchphrase. But I thought this just kind of set the tone very weird. This is a rare miss at the beginning of this promo from CM Punk, I would say. I felt like the crowd energy was very weird for the front half of this promo. Was I looking too far into the zoobs or were they shifted by this opening with being judged for drinking and, uh, you know, partaking in drugs. Now, you know me, I hate to play the one weird guy card, but it didn't <laughs> seem like there was one weird guy that was completely throwing <laughs> off the totally complete vibe of what was going on. It seemed like there was one weird guy that, like, was bad. Well, it shouldn't have been saying anything, yelling out at inopportune times, and then people sort of trying to get him to stop. Uh, that sort of threw off a, a flow and a vibe here. Um, Zoom, this was an OWG situation, wasn't it? Because you could hear the guy, and then some like people it. would respond to that. But it sucks when that comes through on TV, right? Like, it's, uh, I don't know, weird weird energy to start this promo off. Yeah, Chad agrees with me. And uh, it wasn't either of us, the one weird guy screaming. But anyway, uh, that being said, I, I do sort of feel you, I would say sort of it, it sort of meandered a little bit more than, there wasn't, it wasn't as nearly direct as the hits that we sort of have seen and gotten accustomed to with these guys back and forth. Uh... Yeah, and then eventually leads to, instead of this cage match, he's going to end up doing a dog collar match uh, at Revolution against MJF. This wasn't the match that I thought it was going to be. I thought these guys would have separate matches at uh, Revolution, but it is not the case. What do you think of the choice of a dog collar match here as the stipulation? I would say I'm not particularly enthused about it. It's just sort of like it's it's not I – would, I would have rather had a – I thought they were building like a cell or something. They were going to do like a cell basically for a minute there. Yeah, um, blood and guts, one man or two and, man. Yeah, just a you know the no way no way out sort of situation. Um, I'm confident that you know old school territories guy CM Punk is going to have a love letter for a dog collar match in his heart, and uh, MJF is a great classic guild to, to do that against. So I I have faith in in the ability for it to come out well. Um, but out of the out of the 
gate, I was getting myself hyped for like a, a, a cage match of some sort. Um, so an interesting curveball, but I'm, I'm going to let CM Punk uh, pull it off and explain it to me. Yeah, you know, I have faith in these guys to pull it off, but I love their first encounter so much. And dog collar matches are so limiting mm-hmm. that it's hard. It's hard for me to imagine this being better than their first encounter. I'd love to be proven wrong. Uh, I, as I tweet out from the account, CM Punk versus Jimmy Rave, a feud which he has been doing all sorts of bits from since Jimmy Rave's passing. Uh, the dog collar match that that culminates in at, uh, at Mayhem 2005 is an excellent match. And so maybe there's there's reason to think that these guys are going to be able to put on something good. Yeah. I mean, listen, if anybody can, it's going to be CM Punk. Oh, I lost you. You lost me. There Damn. we go. No. You're back, though, for me. Okay. Um, yeah, Punk then pulls out the picture of MJF and him, further emphasizing that he's a fan portion of this uh, promo. Not my favorite thing these guys have done, especially off of the cold start. But, uh, yeah, I still, when we end up doing a preview show for Revolution, I imagine that's going to be one of my uh, most anticipated matches, regardless of the step. Yeah. I've sort of had a reckoning over the past couple weeks, Zoobs. That Jurassic Express and Christian Cage are just a reliable low point on this show for me. Uh, as much goodwill as I want to lend them, because Luchasaurus was great at my local promotion and Jungle Boy singles matches are things that I reliably enjoy. I need this pairing to come to an end. These guys are the champs right now, and they are my not the, they're not bad, but they are never my favorite part of this program and very rarely stand out. It's more just gauging like it's just comparing their performances to their other performances. When you compare them to anybody else, they seem pretty milk toast to me. So yeah. we got another one of these promos from them. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a like you know a riveting part of the show is that tag division and, and them as the champions. Sort of, it really doesn't seem right at all in the sort of the scape of how the show works. Yeah, they definitely feel like sacrificial lambs being set up for whoever it is. Be it your Red Dragon, be it your House of Black. And I think maybe the problem with this promo is they actually have quite a bit to get across here. That the at Revolution, it's going to be a triple threat tag match, which I love. I Plenty of my favorite matches are of that format. I love six-man tag matches with three separate teams. And they're, they're what they're doing, and Jungle Boy had a hard time explaining this, is that they're going to do two separate battle royales. Uh, next week's Dynamite and the Dynamite After, I believe. And the winning teams from those tag battle royales are going to make up the two separate uh, competitors' For this triple threat. I actually really like this. I, I thought that, again, it was delivered with the passion of a vegetable, but I think that this is <laughs> going to create a cool match, and there's lots that they can do with this, the different dynamics. I actually love this choice for these guys, and it's going to make for a more interesting title defense for me, at least. Yeah, and they obviously have a, a, a fairly sizable um, story they want to tell with with the with, with the elite and, and those guys. Uh, so it's obviously something that they, they, they are hoping to sort of get taken care of pretty quickly here and, and and that's ultimately going to be what i assume this accomplishes yeah i think that's definitely the road we're on here too i think you know i think a couple of weeks ago we would have said that house of black are your favorites to be the next aw tag team champions but after this week i kind of feel like the finals of this are going to be red dragon and the young bucks respectively and Jurassic express is going to be caught in the middle of that drama uh, just the sense i got after this week so we'll see yeah, which I mean, yeah, which could be uh, could lead to them in any number of uses. They could, they could, you could almost talk yourself into them squeaking it out because of that, um, accidentally somehow. That said, how do you get Brody King out of a battle royal? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You'd have to. You'd have to be Keith Lee. 
be the only way I could see it. <laughs> you would just literally have to. There's no. <laughs> there's nothing you could do. You would just have to be one person. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Keith Lee takes on the timeline this week. He's mm. more divisive than I thought. I guess I thought people were pretty hot on him. I thought there a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of divisiveness. I would say. Did you see that too? No, I don't think we have the same. I, I, I almost saw, you know, people seem people that I know are, are excited about Keith Lee. I didn't see much. I didn't see much. Thank God. Jesus. If he played for the Toronto Blue Jays, though, your Twitter feed would be bananas. Only about him, right? No. That doesn't make any sense. There's no, no. <laughs> if Keith Lee signed to the MLB, that yeah, would, it would be, be, it'd be on there a lot, but I, I don't know. I don't want to go into this right now. <laughs> Look at that spirit bomb pitch. He's got the arms up. Uh. <laughs> anyway, didn't like this promo at all, but definitely like the angle uh, for the tag division. People don't like Keith Lee, says Chain Wallet owner. I think a lot of people say he looked tired last week during his match with Isaiah Cassidy, that he's, uh, already being a little bit uh, ego driven backstage, and yeah, you know, I saw all sorts of stuff. Ego driven backstage. I need to get into more of this. I I realized that today when we were talking about. I need to get into more of like the where where is this the unsubstantiated backstage rumors? That's what I need yeah. more of. That's what I am a, a, a need to really get in my life. I think we should create them. That's the <laughs> that's the real money. <laughs> How hard could starting a dirt sheet be? Yeah. That's true. Tom Humble saying, if you don't like Keith Lee, you have a Confederate flag bumper sticker on your rusted 1989 <laughs> F-150. That might be true. Uh, AEW does the flex that I love so much. Uh, they did follow a CM Punk in-ring segment with a Brian Danielson CM or uh, in-ring segment as uh, Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty, our first matchup here on AEW Dynamite. Um, this crowd was dead for Brian Danielson. It was a little disappointing to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Strange. We back. Oh boy, we were out. It's, now it's now it's so now it's so quick that I can't even tell that it's happening. Unfortunately, other than that, you're delaying your responses to me. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, I lose you in the gap, so I don't know. You're still yeah. hearing me that whole time. Yeah, absolutely. And the and the stream okay. is saying that it's up the whole time. So uh, obviously something's going on uh, on the other way because I'm I'm seeing everything fine. I'm only knowing that it's back because the chat is telling me, unfortunately, and like like knowing that it was ever out. Yeah, weird. Yeah, tough. Who knows? Tough situation. Crowd dead for Brian Danielson. I thought uh, Lee Moriarty has a very sweet Titan drawn. The, they zoom in on it. It's kind of psychedelic and has the ribbons. Uh, it actually, just that zoom in on the Titan Tron, it's one of these things that can only happen in wrestling. But it added like 10% to this guy for me. It's like, oh, sort of funky with the Titan Tron. Okay, I see you, Lee Moriarty. This is great stuff. Yeah, I love it. I love Lee, Mor I love Lee Moriarty. I think he's... Uh... But then, regardless of how little of a pop Brian Danielson got, Melissa Joan Hart is shown on screen. <laughs> and no pop from Melissa Joan no, no pop from Melissa Joan Hart. What are we doing? Nashville. Wake up. I'm at an event and they show Melissa show Joan Hart. Respect. I'm going to clap. That's a fact. Zeus is coming unglued for MJH. Forget yeah. about MJF. At least clap. You at least acknowledge. You know? Hey, that was, that was, she's Buffy, right? The Vampire Slayer? Oh no, she's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Is right. Dead. Sorry, you're right. She is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's right. But regardless, I mean, she, you, you know, some polite applause wouldn't have killed you, Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Just my opinion. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
this is the best Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan look ever, right? This more jacked up, like the ponytail. It's like a, it's like somebody put Brock Lesnar in a compression machine. <laughs> I, I I like this look a lot. He looks like a rough dude. Yeah, he does look good. Uh, he does look. He looks very good. I would I would say, as a matter of fact, I think it's a good it's a good size for him. Sort of that he's a he's a he's a, he seems like a bigger guy because it's not you know he, he sort of has gone through that phase, but he's still very like you know he's obviously a very healthy guy, so it's not like this crazy bulk. Like he just looks great. I agree with you. We get into the match, which brings this crowd to life by the end. Thank God. Uh, a real credit to these two. A million fun spots in this one. I loved this match a lot. The the Brian draping. Uh, he he blocks the draping DDT just with a knee. Uh, the everything. Lee Moriarty loves selling. Daniel Bryan loves torquing on things. That Thunder Liger surfboard spot. I saw him do that to Brody Lee, who was at the time Luke Harper at a New York house show, and it like sticks out in my mind as such an, as great as it looked on Lee Moriarty. Like he did that on Luke Harper. Incredible yeah. spot out there tonight. Half, love seeing him uh, bring that out. Did you like this one as much as me, Zoops? Yeah, and I'm, I'm listen. Lee Moriarty getting the getting the Friday lunch bump. We watched Lee Moriarty on Friday lunch right. last week, and immediately that night, that night, Daniel Bryan Danielson's like, "We got, I got to have a match with this guy tomorrow." Uh, so yeah, uh, very happy to see it, and and I think got basically just like the exact right amount of offense it felt like for Lee Moriarty in this one. He sort of got exactly as much as you would expect, and then sort of it was very visible that Brian's um, you know endurance and the t- the extra tank he has. And the and the stamina that he's that he wrestles with sort of became apparent and became the difference and it was really clear. Uh, so I thought it was great. I, I love that stuff. Well, and after the match, it was so uh, abundantly clear that they wanted to get across that this guy had earned Brian Danielson's respect. In order for that to happen, he has to get in meaningful offense, which he did in this match. But boy, when it was time for Brian to fire back on his his running knees, and he was Brian was firing on Lee Moriarty. He was out there to fucking kick some heads in and yeah. torque on those subs. Yeah, that's great. And the end, uh, as we saw, a great, a great use for Lee. A great use for Lee. Uh, he ends up putting Lee Moriarty to sleep with a triangle, and then he asks the crowd, did Lee Moriarty pass or fail? He's looking for thumbs up and thumbs down. The crowd is undecided, and I suspect this is going to be Brian's answer regardless of how they went. He goes, this is why you can't trust the American public with everything. Oh, walked <laughs> right into it. Walked right into it, Nashville. You silly geese. Walked uh, right on into it like the guy in the rake Ka-tung! it was that sort of working out there interrupted by calls of wild thing from the speakers john moxley is out to answer brian danielson's call about becoming a tag team mox has one of the best walks in pro wrestling history uh you can keep your rick flair struts your austin head waggles and you give me this mox loosey-goosey uh swagger all day, every day, walking backwards through the crowd. This guy's taking his time. He's got attitude to spare. Do I miss when he was a little bulkier and wearing a jean vest? I do, but I'm still getting big fucking Mox <laughs> vibes from him here. Uh, and what a promo he belts out. I know this feels reductive at this point, but Mox is in the elite tier of promos in this company. Uh, with whoever dude list is the best, Mox reliably proves that in that style, he's untouchable. I loved him here basically explaining to Brian uh, the story of their Dragon Gate USA match. He wanted to fight the best wrestler in the world, but he's never gotten that win back. And so before they can team up, he wants to share blood with them, uh, implying that he wants a match with him, presumably at Revolution. What does this do for you, Zoobs? A lot of Zoobs bait here to be found. 
I think it's the perfect combination of how this could go down because you're you're getting the match that you want anyway. You're getting these two, you know, A tier guys going head to head anyway and solving it. And you're also getting like we're not we're not uh, solved the like are they going to team up or not thing yet. I think that's a really nice work of sort of giving us both parts of what we want out of this. We want a match between them, and, and I still do. I still would like to see them see them lock up as a team and sort of you know come together and see what that is and and. They've very clearly addressed that, like, Mox sees that too, and that's, as he said, there's real no reason for him not to right now. Um, I think it's intriguing, and a a great job of keeping that open going into it, because um, now the match can sort of go a number of different ways. Like, they can really slug it out and earn respect, or they can slug it out and it creates a rivalry. It still allows that uh, agility going into the, the match. So, it's, and that mystery is, yeah, as you know, that's what it's all about. The wrestling's all about is, is, is that mystery around what's going to happen and, and your hopes. A hundred percent. I want to shout out the chat for bringing up Vince McMahon and D Lo Brown as other great walks in wrestling. <laughs> Absolutely. Who could possibly yeah. disagree with either of those? Uh, Age of saying Mox is the best promo in this company. No offense to punk and the rest, but my God, Mox consistently kills it. I, I don't agree. I, I don't think he can quite edge out punk or Kingston, but cause he's, he's kind of, he's not one note. He's an amazing, I hate when it's like, when you're talking about such degrees of excellence, it forces you to like talk negatively about something you love. I don't think Mox is as flexible and well-rounded as a promo as Eddie Kingston and CM Punk, but uh, I don't have any problem with saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, you're talking, you're talking top of the tops. Eric Hartman late with a five out of seven. Thank you, Eric. Maybe uh, that's why things weren't working. I thought it was the ghost of sick Nick, uh, <laughs> but it, we needed, we needed Eric Hartman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. The, the sick Nick with the, the the curse on the channel on the way up. Let me just say, Zoobs, that this is such smart booking. When you and I get on the show, you know, you review it, you go, okay, I kind of see where this is going. I thought we might get a short Brian Danielson Mox tag run, but even then, I think I said on last week's show, it's like there's only three, four weeks to Revolution. It would really have to like get going now to have the breakup and collision at Revolution. Why did I not think of this? This sort of solves all your problems. These guys can go out there. We still don't have to. Mox hasn't done the full heel turn yet. We don't have to have Brian Danielson. Like, this is a match based on, like, let's see if you have enough to go with John Moxley to be my tag team partner. Solves that issue. And who the hell doesn't want to see them <laughs> go on a tag run after the match? I mean, that is uh, about as enticing as it gets for me. So, Zooms, that leads us into our first keep it or kicking of the evening, if you don't mind. Let's do it. Keep it or kick it, of course, a gamer. You can head over to emotes bar and along with so many other new and great ones, you can find the kick emote and the keep emote. And those are what you're going to use to respond to a prompt that I will give from the wrestling world. You're going to say, tell me if you want to keep that prompt, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or you kick that prompt, which means you hate it, you despise it, and you never want to see it again. Zoobs, do you understand the rules of keep it or kick it? I got it, baby. Zoobs, I think we all like the idea of a Mox and Brian Danielson tag team exiting revolution. But for there to be a successful tag team, there has to be a dynamic. And I think the dynamic between these two guys, and let's face it, the eventual breakup, is going to have a lot to do with who wins at Revolution. Who will be the top dog? Who will be the A-side of this tag team? So Zoobs, the keep it or kick it that leads us off this evening is simple. Keep it or kick it. John Moxley beats Brian Danielson clean at Revolution. Because it, it, 
you see how it, it, it sets the stage for where if they are going to do the tag thing, that's that's the stage stage being set, right? Right. Uh, I think I'm keeping that. That's a keep for me. We'll see what the crowd. We'll see what the crowd thinks. Let's see what the people think. Cadenza with the keep. Matty freaking Z with a kick. Wants Brian Danielson. I think he can defend either way. Uh, so tell me why you would have Moxley beat Brian Danielson here, Zeus. I think it. I think he's sort of the the rebirth story, and as you said, sort of branching off into the tag, into the tag sort of excursion. I think it makes sense to have Mox as sort of the not the top dog, but as somebody that like has proved to himself as well that he sort of runs at that level. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I would keep it as well. I think uh, Brian Danielson has lost to Hangman. He can lose to Mox. It can be that he can't beat the AEW champions. We can get those slight pokes in at New York. Oh, he's, he's champion over there. But when you put him up against the, the AEW champions, it's uh, it's an uphill battle for the American Dragon. So I would like Mox in there. Chat looks split, though, Zoobs. I think you did it. I think you did it. If you, if you count those up, I think you did it. 50-50. Brian wins and convinces Mox he needs him, says Danny DeRosha. Yeah, that's a that's a way you could do it for sure. Jay saying, that's the thing. Danielson quietly simmers until the inevitable big split. Yeah, and then I think Brian eventually gets the win back, exiting the tag team. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, Mox needs the win more, says Eric Hartman. Yeah, that's basically it for me too. I agree with A. Jeffrey. It, uh, credit to them. This is... Very a very simple uh, build of of a, of a as you said right there fifty fifty on our keeper ticket which is generally I think runs seventy thirty. Maybe I should have stepped to the notes. That was my notebook falling down. <laughs> Shout out to our mod Maddie Mac for these wonderful stickers. Look at the the front of my notebook. Beautiful. Look at that. I don't, even I don't have that that one on the top, the circular one. I mean, what does that tell you? Crazy. A Keith Lee video package is the next thing we see on screen here. Zoob's taking us out of commercial. Uh, he does that weird voice he does. He is the new <laughs> face of the revolution. He's here to make a statement. Phase two of the Keith Lee story was Isaiah Cassidy. Or no, sorry, that was phase one. Phase right. two was the ladder match. And phase three is the TNT title. A great entrance promo. Here's who I am. Here's here's the steps to what I'm doing. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. The delivery is weird to me. Like it's like you're this hulking mammoth dude. It's like mm, you're the it's, I don't know. But maybe that's what's interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a unique. Keith Lee is 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 uh, in everything that he that makes him up. Uh, he's wholly different from anything else they have, and I find that refreshing. You know what I mean when I say he does that voice, though, right? I do, absolutely. Yeah. Could you do? Could you do an impression of that voice? No. <laughs> you, you, you give me a little more. You got the impressions. Well, it's like that kind of thing. You know? <laughs> it's like got a, a corn, like a like a pipe. Yeah, he's Bane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's Bane. Yeah, there you go, Cadenza. That's right. Uh, regardless, though, uh, I'm excited. I do wish he was in a singles match, not this ladder match at Revolution. I know that you got to put him in position to win the TNT title. That's a stated goal. But Keith Lee to me is a guy that you bring in 
and you're looking for another big guy that he can beat up and down that roster. I don't know if that's a Jake Hager. I don't know if that's a powerhouse Hobbs. I don't know if that's uh who's another big, a uh, Lance Archer, sure. but that's sort of the way that I'd be looking for Keith Lee. I'm sure that he'll have some super memorable viral spot from the ladder match. And so maybe that'll be worth it. But what do you think? Zooms, this ladder match, okay placement for big Keith. Yeah, I, I do think so. I think the, the big like explosion spots that, that sort of he's, is so good at, I think they mix well to a situation like that, where there's a lot of people he can be throwing and bouncing off of and, yeah. and they're coming in him from high places and he's throwing them to high places. I think it is a good sort of way to, um, to get us there because the single matches will come and, and, and that title path uh, I think will come. And I, I would love him to be the next TNT champion. That would be with me. Yeah, I'm with you. That's uh and especially in terms of, you go from Darby to Miro. It's these like very starkly different title reigns. Mm-hmm. Sammy to, to Keith is a almost equally other side of the spectrum style and wrestling. Um, I really like it too. Unless you were going to do Keith Lee, the attraction wrestler, which I would also understand. And then I want the TNT title a little bit more active. But if you wanted to book Keith a little stronger and more removed, I would also understand that. But if he's going to be there, yeah, he should be winning it. I agree. I've seen this comparison all over the place, Zoobs, and I wonder, I think this must endear you. I, they, people call him the Frazier Crane of wrestling. You love that guy, <laughs> Frazier Crane. I do, yeah. I do love Frazier. Yeah, and he's always saying, oh, it's Frazier Crane, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. You gotta love a guy who's always got an ear. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a psychiatrist, so. Keith Lee? No, Frazier Crane. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, did, does that make you like him more when people say that? It does, yeah, undoubtedly. Keith Lee would listen to you if you had a problem, right? I would. I mean, I don't know. We, me personally, we, we have to establish a relationship first, right? You wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be burdening <laughs> Keith Lee with my problems unless it was like you know, it's a classic movie situation where like I'm at a bar running away from a problem in my life, and Keith Lee's there, and I, and I, hey, well, watch where you're walking, right? And it, oh shit, <laughs> hey son. <laughs> What does Keith Lee drink at the bar? Uh, sherry, if he's the Fraser Crane of wrestling. It's <laughs> okay, that's uh, <laughs> you can only get that sort of analysis here on the AEW Dudes. Of course, I'd like to encourage you, even if you're watching this after the fact, drop a follow, drop a subscribe. Uh, like Zoops pointed out, there are so many fun, great emotes. You can start your streak now and sort of work your way up and get some of the, I mean, Golden Okada. If that's, yeah. if that's not worth your love and energy, I'm not sure what is. I was um, redoing the emotes, and I was like, "What do you possibly put at the at the tier, the tier three emote?" And I was like, "What's the, how can I pause? What can I combine?" A especially when we already have the Ace of the Universe in there. It's like yeah, a very high bar to clear. But again, <laughs> if it's a wrestling question, the answer can vary. You can never be wrong if you're just like, "Oh, but but Okada, Golden Okada makes sense to me." The new face of the revolution. Okay, Wardlow versus Max Caster. Uh, just want to ask you about something Max Caster said here, Zooms. You and the chat. He goes, Nashville hot chicken is overrated. Mm. I don't know about uh, other places, but everywhere in this city now will serve you a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. And they all call them that, even though I live in Vancouver. I don't live in Nashville. Right. Uh, but lots of, lots of Nashville hot chicken sandwiches. What do you think of this statement by Max Caster? I uh, used to draw heat here in Nashville, but uh, I thought maybe, maybe rang a little true. Well, this is one of those things. It is sort of, um, I think tacos would be it would be a comparison to this, of like once it's sort of you know you, you could say tacos are overrated and people yeah it's ridiculous tacos aren't overrated tacos are amazing right right but it's just like you said you can get a Nashville hot chicken anywhere now in right. Vancouver 
So the blanket statement that nacho that, that tacos, for example, are overrated, and you refuting that absolutely, it's like, well, what about when the sh- like the, the taco place opens up around your around your corner from your house, and it's like twenty three dollars for four tacos, and you're just like, these are overrated. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that is the inevitable equation in that exact situation. Um, but I was like, I see what you're saying. But also, it's fried chicken uh, uh, that is spicy, so he can't be right. Also, right? You would think, yeah. I mean, it's great. There's some I like a lot of them. So I, I also don't know what things are rated either, right? True. There's no Metacritic. For important, a important to at this point to not even know. I don't even know. Uh, regardless, I thought this match was very fun. I want to ask you, Zoobs. I'm hoping you didn't catch the commentary on this. They said that this was Wardlow's X match they said this many matches in AEW. this one's sort of a milestone did you catch how many matches world lewis had in AEW? uh i did not that is perfect then how many matches or maybe i'll set a line and give you the over under okay are you taking the over and under or under <laughs> i accidentally found it i apologize I know exactly oh, how many. Dirty dog. <laughs> what, you went searching? No, I was looking yeah, for a tweet. the whole thing. For, you Google it? I was looking for a tweet to pull up uh, on AEW, and they literally, they have his match record, the exact thing. Look at that, 42 and 7. That's wild. That's 50th wild. 50th match tonight. Good for him. I would have said he had, what, 10? Right. How many Wardlow matches have you seen? Not 50. I, yeah, 10. But that's, that's, I guess I sort of, I was sort of with Zag here and say good for them for like, at least you do know that, like he he did have forty matches. You it wasn't on, it wasn't on the main show, but like he, at least he did put in uh, fifty or forty other matches on on shows and was like getting better and doing work and having like you know what I mean like yep yeah, yeah no hundred percent sports teams play matches that you don't care about and don't see but they they have to happen so um, I actually think it's it's sort of cool that 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 you, you sort of say he's pretty green and like he's he's. Wrestled for them in a recorded setting 50 times. That's it's sort of crazy. Yeah, I like that take. Um, I think actually this match sort of backs up what you're saying. I thought, you know, this match was what it was. It wasn't gonna, supposed to be some sort of in-ring classic. But I think they acclaimed further and further. They just continue to prove themselves as very utility mid-card heels for that tag division. They can eat as many losses as you need them to. And Caster can always talk the heat back onto them. Bowen's now just coming out with the shirt off, looking just yoked as all hell yeah. caster. Um, I feel like these guys are growing physically, but also growing as a, a place of importance in AEW. It's good to see. They've done a they've done a good job sort of developing um this st- level of 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 act in this on this show. So sort of like having someone sort of show up and and us not have a lot of feel towards them and, and and then them visibly improve and i think both sides of this match uh was i would say this was the, probably the, my favorite wardlow match uh sort of he, like there was a, a he, as he turns closer and closer to the, to the full-blown face like the he's in peril a little bit more and he's getting attacked before the right. bell now and sort of like he's slowly growing into it and i thought this was a nice step on that road as he he's beating a mid-card heel uh, a mid-card tag team heel, but a mid-card heel, he's, he's, he's yep. being challenged in a guy who's also had a lot of matches and has wrestled a ton for this company over the last little bit. That's at a similar part in his career to you. So um, I like that wrinkle to it. So I'm into it. I, I, I thought uh, over-delivered for what we've come to expect yes, for Wardlow matches in the last uh, couple of months. So in that way, I was sort of like pleasantly surprised and 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 sort of the theme of the episode, I sort of, at this point of the show, was like, oh boy, it's a like a nice little wrestling showcase episode so far. Agreed. 
Uh, Bones runs in to get a little bit back uh, after the match with a chair, and the Acclaimed are back together. And I think that we might get Bones versus Wardlow uh, in the coming future. It wasn't announced, but I felt like that was sort of teased there. Makes sense. Mercedes Martinez is backstage with Britt Baker. I liked this segment, but it was like the exact same as the Brit segment with when Jamie Hayter had her match with Thunder Rosa. It's like, don't worry about getting the win. This is about me facing her and you going out there and doing damage. Right. You know, not not at the worst thing, thing but it was like, we, we just, I, I don't know. I felt like it was a copy and paste. It was just, oh, now it's Mercedes Martinez, not uh, Jamie Hayter. But nothing bad about it, I suppose. Um, so so I, I must, I think I missed some, some context. I thought Mercedes Martinez was brought in by Jade, but obviously Mercedes Martinez is, is sort of a mercenary type. That's exactly right. Yeah. Cause like, I was like, you didn't get brought in, but now you sort of put it together. And that's, that's a reasonable, that's a little yeah. APA. It's a, it's a reasonable place for her on the roster and, and made sense, especially with the way that the, that match went ahead. So I'd be so, a yeah. bodyguard for the right amount of money, you know, Zoops. For sure. You're You're going to the show anyway that day. You may as well pay a little extra. <laughs> You're not going to get this guy out of retirement. <laughs> uh, Cadenza asking me, Josh, have you tried the wrestling thing taco place in Vancouver yet? No, uh, but I do plan to. Haley and I will definitely make our way over there. I saw it's one of those things that Instagram immediately knew I would like. And so it's just been advertised to me like every waking moment. It's like, who likes wrestling Mexican food and lives in Vancouver? It's like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I do plan to. Oh, Zoops, how, mm, maybe I should say this for the post-show show. Can I go sort of off board for a second? Please. It's kind of a loose night around here. Yeah, my bad. No, no, no. I, uh, in my Discord today, I see Eric Hartman in the chat. He can back this up. Uh, there was a, a Bobby Burritos in the, it might be in the chat or watch this after. Became one of my patrons today and joined the Discord. And, uh, you know, he's sort of getting the, the welcoming chat and introducing everybody and all this sort of thing. It turns out, he lives a block from me, like That's across crazy. the street. That's crazy. Bobby Burritos uh, was at the Cody cast. Uh, that's absolutely right. Yeah, that's I think that's the when uh, Bobby joined. Uh, linked the relevant promo at the end of the show. But like, I right. really enjoyed close out that show. It was crazy, though. It's like, oh, yeah, I live in Vancouver, too. Then you do the thing where it's like, oh, well, what, what neighborhood? It was like, right. okay, yeah. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I like to eat at this place. And it's like, oh, yeah, that place is across the street from me. And it's like, it's also, oh wild so Crazy. remind me of the reach of wrestling braid in my own neighborhood i love that yeah filled me with joy too anyway sorry to get so off track there i love that that's what it's all about here you're joining a community you're you're absolutely right tony Schiavone is standing in the ring and intros hangman page who was announced that he was going to be on this show only 20 minutes before what's going on here zoos what why why is hangman page this afterthought on the broadcast uh, all the titles right now sort of feel that way a little bit. The tags for sure. Yeah. I don't know about the TNT, but the tags, uh, Yeah, for TNT sure. seems like the most, like week to week sort of gets, it does get the most attention. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, it must be the Cody news must have thrown them for a loop and they're just un impossible to for them to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it genuinely is. I know that this might sound nitpicky, but like he's the champion. Like, in theory, this federation exists besides personal blood feuds and grudge matches. Correct. Because everybody wants to make the most money and get the most messaging, whatever their motivation is, to be the AEW World Heavyweight Champ. There's obvious exceptions, but that's largely true, right? And yet, people don't feel like they're fiending after Hangman to me at all. 
Uh, in fact, it's like, oh yeah, during the Wardlow Max Caster match, like, oh, we're gonna hear from Hangman Page next. Um, now again, I think they were holding off for we both thought it was gonna be Adam Cole at Revolution. We find out here that it is. I think it's I'm only complaining because I like Hangman so much. Like right. I, if he was <laughs> yeah. a bad promo, I would understand why you're keeping him off TV and say, oh, let's just give him the matches, because this guy can't miss with the matches. Every title match, this guy is putting together quite the resume. But then he's just forgotten in between, not forgotten, but he's not a, a featured player on the show. And I understand that it's hard to be a featured player on a show with CM Punk and Britt Baker and Brian Danielson. And, and, and uh, you know, it always feels like a big new debut all the time. I get that. Um, but it shouldn't be hard to make Hangman Page feel important, especially with that title. And he, he feels like an afterthought. Especially with how much... Uh how much momentum he had coming into the title reign sort of like the and well, listen, that's exactly we've, right we've seen a million times that the the sometimes the the pursuit can be the can be where it all is and and uh but you know he's done everything he he can do to present himself as a changed man i, I agree with you this the it's it, classic uh classic wrestling but that sort of has seen to be what's happened to him um and we'll see if this if if getting tangled up with the elite here is sort of what can alleviate some of that yeah, I wonder. Um, I did. I wasn't in. Listen, we on this channel, I feel like like Adam Cole a little bit less than the general consensus. I still think Adam Cole versus Hangman Page is going to be a kick-ass match, right? I sure. think everybody agrees with that. Look forward to that. I thought this segment was good. Hangman bringing up some interesting things about how all of his friends have had success in AEW, but it's interesting, you know, Cole this sort of thing. Um, he brings up at every other thread they've ever been at together. Hangman, you were just the other Adam, which I thought is, you know, a good line to put in a highlight package going into it. But this didn't feel like a kickoff lighting of the bomb to me. Did it to you, Zeus? <laughs> uh, I, I need to point out, Paul pointed this out on Twitter. Our guy, Paul, you can see on First Contact on Mondays. Uh, yes. Adam Cole's hand is <laughs> so orange. The spray oh, tan yeah. hand. <laughs> spray tan hand. Yeah, Paul pointed that out. I saw that and is damn right to do so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was, listen, I, I like this Adam Cole compared to, you know, you know what I mean? It's sort of like the very direct personal history. Um, yeah. it, you're like, oh, that's, this actually is like smart. This is how I would attack Hangman. This is this actually is smart mind games. This is right. a weakness he's shown. This is like not coming out and playing it out like story time, but like very direct, like, Hey man, I've always been better than you in this, in this faction that you said you were still in, by the way. Um, and I'm the leader and I'm, I'm taking this from you. Kenny's not here and it's my job to do this. I think that's, that's the Adam Cole that, that I totally see getting behind. So for me, it was, yeah. it was the best. Most I've liked Adam Cole since he's been in the Fed. I agree. And, and I have a lot of that due to the focus and like you say, the singleness of what he was talking about. Hey, Jeffrey saying, I don't know, guys, maybe it's just me, but I feel like he's still featured really heavily and how important and impressive all his title defenses have been, have kept him feeling like the top guy. Yeah, there's no getting around the in-ring stuff and the matches are huge, but it's it's not an opinion. Like he is not he is not a promoted part of the show going into it. Like AEW tells you what's going to be on the show, and Hangman is not a part of that. Like it is not part of the promoted portion of Dynamite. Like it's not. I'm not flexing an opinion there. I'm, I'm saying he's not. He he entered a feud tonight. Like was Lance Arch Lance Archer's what a one two week feud? Like I I don't know. I feel you though. Like the match quality is so high that he does feel like a presence. But I'm saying, how do you not? I think you'd be hard-pressed to tell me he feels like one of the biggest deals on the show right now, even relative to, like, Eddie Kingston tonight. And continually sort of put in it, it sort of continues to be, like, 
the, the, the Shivani's waiting for him in the ring and he comes down the ramp to the, like, and, and these, these sort of situations that he's put in. Um, but you know, I, I, I agree. It, it's not, it's not a critique of his work. I think is important. We want to get across everything well, he's been given. It. He's done about as well as you could possibly expect to, and, and over delivered on the matches basically to a, to a team good, good in the video packages. Um, but it, it, sort of the positioning has been, has been different. I think is sort of what we're talking about here. It's sort of like, the, yeah. the show opening segments and the middle of the show segments and the main events other than the title defenses are going other directions. Well, and that's exactly right, Zoobs. Zoobs, that brings us into tonight's segment. The returning, uh, what's the opposite of a fan favorite, Zoobs? If merch match is number one, <laughs> what's number? Two, what's the second most beloved uh, segment on our channel? Chat, well, can you chime listen, in? People, the reality is number one is keep it or kick it. People love keep it or kick it multi-platform winner but they don't i don't think they look that keeper kick it's just happening right when we say oh it's merch match this week oh there's a hum in the streets oh oh <laughs> right. they're talking t-shirts over on the dudes tonight i can't i can't wait to see these guys uh uh letter fly at uh, some online shopping but this one is one of my favorite zooms of course i'm talking about pick a prompt because Lord knows I speak in paragraphs, and the poor Zoobs has to try and wrangle in and, and keep the show on the rails and do all the damn work. So this is his chance to put his feet up. This is our <laughs> chance to get to know the Zoobs' wrestling takes more. Because I think I think people maybe would be more familiar with my old takes relative to how long they've been listening to me, this sort of thing. So in this segment, pick a prompt. I ask you, the chat, to give me a number. Only pick one. Between one and ten. The first one to appear twice, I have written down in my book, and I will ask the Zoops who must give me a good faith, full birth answer to this question. The second we like to call, pick a prompt. One merch match. Scoots Brodo, for follow Scoots Brodo, of course, confirms merch match number one. Keep it kicking his second. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, Zooms, but there was no saving me. <laughs> Pushbook Berry fan in the house. Uh, Dennis Dirty Work. Six, seven, nine. No doubles yet, Zoops. Tough. Tough scene. I guess I can just go dealer's choice then, too. Well, I thought they're going to fly in. People might be a little further behind tonight because of the uh, because of the d delays, you know? Right. Kevsel agreeing. Merch match is best. I agree. There are some <laughs> episodes of Merch Match where, like, it's the <laughs> highlight of my week. Like, I am crying laughing. That impact of, one? You put a ton of work on, into Merch Match, so we, it's greatly appreciated. Well, as do you, though. Four, six, nine, saying sixty-nine. Zeus, which of those numbers do you want to answer? Let's start with the Pick seven because it's 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 the highest rank in our one to seven scale. Oh, okay. This is this is kind of an interesting one. This one's like uh I almost feel bad giving you such a heavy question on the spot, but I, oh I think God. you're gonna you're gonna home run this. Zoob's wrestling is a brand new wrestling federation. <laughs> ZPW taking place. In the region, Ontario, a billionaire has come and said, these oobs, I want to turn this million into a billion, and I hear you're a guy who sees through the business like you're wearing damn x-ray glasses. And I'm going to spend unlimited money to bring in any five wrestlers you want to Zoob's Pro Wrestling. Now, the only weird thing is, when they enter the doors of ZP or ZPW, they are no longer stars. They have all their skills, they are exactly who they are. They have all of their abilities and their age and their physicality, but they are back to being unknown wrestlers. 
You are taking five wrestlers based off of only their skills, no star power accounting, no drawing power, purely five wrestlers to base. Let's do a singles men's division so that you can do it. Five singles men wrestlers for ZPW wrestling. Wow, that's that's ext- first of all, that's extremely tough. It's extremely yes, I'm tough. sorry. Is this too big for a pick a, a prompt? That's an extremely tough question. Um, so deeply thought out. Uh, holy cow. I can give good faith questions for good faith answers. Okay. <laughs> Cody. Um, <laughs> okay, I think you, I would take Eddie Kingston. Love it. Because you got to talk. People get there. Someone's got to talk. Uh, and be big and and he's, he's he's a wrestler. You see Eddie Kingston, you know what's you know exactly what what's going on. Eddie could be your top heel champion in my mind. Yeah, I agree. Um, Eddie Kingston. I would probably take uh, I I would take Danielson. Yeah. Just so you can have like a guaranteed classic on every card. Yeah. Well, it, you need to make people look good in in sort of a guarantee, right? Right. Um. Gotta say, so far this Fed fucking rocks. (laughs) And it's anybody in the world, right? Absolutely anybody. They do have to be alive. They're exactly the age they are now with the damage they have. But uh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, This is tough, man. Can I throw some names your way? Sure. So maybe in terms of well-roundedness, you want to take like a giant or a big guy uh, from a Fed. I, I don't know what exact Feds you want to build. But maybe you do want a big guy. Does anybody like a, a Lance Archer or a Wardlow or a Powerhouse Hobbs or hell, even a Roman Reigns? Cross your mind. I was going to say, Roman, the big dog the big dog does make quite a bit of sense. You want to talk about a guy who everybody knows is a star. Yeah. It's, it, there's, you know, you spell it in the air. Like, give, me, give me the big dog. Give me, give me Roman Reigns. And then... Dude, does uh, Brock Lesnar cross your mind? Well... <laughs> No, not real. Yes, sort of, sort of. It's hard without the without the built in, without the built in, everything that makes him Brock Lesnar. It is quite difficult. Most <laughs> of Joan Hart, Shaq, Kevin Owens. These are some of the some of the ones in the chat. Uh, Tom Hummel gets them all. He goes Hook, Hangman, MJF, Osprey, Roman. Um, Going young, I like that. Andrade is a good pick. Uh, listen, you could always. I can literally. I always love pick, the Andrade pick. I can always pick Okada. Well, I'm I, I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, I, I think mean, you're. you're, I, you're think, yeah, I think Okada. Okay, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I didn't even just close this. There we go. I think I'm done. I love it, Zoobs. Are you ready for another question? <sighs> yes, and I think number six got picked. Number six? Yeah. Boy, that was challenging. You did amazing. Thank you. Oh yeah, this is great. Zoobs, I've been reviewing ECW lately behind my Patreon. Right. And something that I've realized is Paul Heyman was willing to push you if you were nothing but cool. Cool is something that was very valued. And there's different kinds of cool and the ways it can play are differently. But cool is something important in wrestling. And so in trying to figure out who the coolest member of the AEW roster is, I pose this question to you. Zoobs, what member of the AEW roster would be the best at walking into a bar and taking home whatever partner they wanted out of that building in the same night. Who is the suavest, the best talker, full of confidence with the looks? Who on the AEW roster is uh, Casanova? 
<laughs> Listen, man, you got a great big roster full of uh, a lot of incredible specimens and guys who can really talk, but you only have one master. And it's the titty master. <laughs> You're saying swagger it into the damn bar. It's Here B- he is. It's BDM. It's if the yeah, setting, Mox does if the settings are bar. Well, if the settings in a bar, it's Mox. Uh, with with Loki, uh, I bet Hangman probably wouldn't struggle in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, I I bet you're right. How about Ricky Starks? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Probably wouldn't struggle. What's the chat call? Stone Cold he agreeing with Mox. Sammy got Tay says Tom Hummel. Yeah, that's totally. Sammy is not likable at first glance. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Scoot Bruno saying Wardlow. Wardlow's a good call. I don't know the hair. Yeah, I mean, listen. Obviously, I'm I'm sure, but uh... amazing. Zoobs, can you do one more question of pick a prompt? I'll do one more pick a prompt. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want me to just pick a number? Uh, let me see if anything else got doubled up. I don't think anything did. Next number to appear in the chat that we have not done, I will do. One to Wardlow. ten, no seven or six. <laughs> Wardlow is so charming. <laughs> Good I would like him to hold me. There, you go. Yeah, there, you, there go. you go. Six. We, were, we just did six. Yeah. I said not six or seven, please. Any other ones? Nine. Nine, says Danny DeRosha. There we go. Ah, okay. I'm very interested in this one. Zoobs, everybody loves to fantasy book. It's one of the best things about being a wrestling fan. What if, what will, and what could? News broke this week that it sounds like Stone Cold Steve Austin, at a minimum, has been offered a return to wrestling. And it felt like the wrestling world, to me, sort of had a bit of a collective groan, uh, given to where we are with the New York product. I think we'll all probably tune into whatever it is, but these rumors of it being Goldberg, hell, that doesn't work for me, brother. Zoobs, let's turn this world upside down. Let's flip it on its head. Let's give Austin the retirement he deserves. Fuck New York. Austin 316, Stone Cold Steve Austin has decided that his retirement match and feud is going to take place in All Elite Wrestling. (laughs) Who on the roster are you putting for the main event of Double or Nothing with a four-week build beforehand, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus member of the AEW roster. Who afraid, and why? I'm afraid there's only one answer to this and it's CM Punk. It's too, it, that one's, you know, anybody other than Punk, there's nobody other than Punk that you put that. We were this close to it too, apparently. Into the hands, of the hands too. Really, eh? No, maybe that's, they. have you seen, I mean, this is such a silly question. I don't know how many, maybe we could watch this in the post show actually. It's great. They did a video game ad together for the one Punk was on the cover of. Mm. And they basically have a promo battle during this live thing hosted by Jim Ross. And Austin, all he could talk about on his podcast after, he's like, I gotta do business with that kid. That Punk, there's, he's got something. And uh, yeah, so that one's been long in the waiting. But being opposed <laughs> to, uh, yeah, Austin Goldberg is anti-play ball. The Azubes, you sort of do run into sort of a clash of... No, clash easy to... Easy- Easy to back Stone Cold in that situation. What about John Moxley? Yeah, I, I mean, Cepa saying it has to be Mox, doesn't it? Orange Cassidy, uh, Jericho Ugh. could could lay claim to deserving that oh, situation no. as well. Uh, MJF, <laughs> oh, God. God, MJF will be a great one. 
MJF would be would be would be pretty fun. Who's would be worse, Cody or Jericho? Cody's got to be my boss. <laughs> I would not need to see the Cody. But I hope that's what Cody's going back to do. Give imagine that they're like Cody, we're going to give you five million dollars and you can have Stone Cold at WrestleMania. <laughs> You'd have to go back. You'd have three to go up, back. three down. That was pick a prompt. Awesome. So how'd you like that one? So good. I like I like pick a prompt. I was scared. The first one was so big. I was like, oh, geez. That's tough because I don't be know the number they're going to pick in. There's some nukes in there, but yeah. it sucks when it's the first number drawn. Onward and upwards. A reminder, if you're uh, watching now, we'd love a follow. Quiet quiet night around here, but uh, if you're hanging out, we'd love to see you. Tell Humming a friend. Humming along now, though. Humming along now. Having the time of our lives. We got a Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen video package. Uh, this was okay. Building yeah. the main event tonight. That's all right. Yeah. A little quick, little quick thing. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to it later when we're, when we're at it, but yeah, it was all right. Christopher Jericho and Jake Hager taking on Santana and Ortiz. Zips, are we just done with uh, the name proud and powerful here? I will not mourn it. If we have, if we have moved on without it, I'm it never really worked for me. It sort of it didn't feel like it fit them either. I sort of like, why can't they just be Santana and Ortiz? Those are the, those are the names yeah, that they're it seems like a completely fine name. Coming to the ring with why I don't understand why it would uh, why you would not just have their names said as their names like any other two people would. Makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Santana, he's out to a big reaction here. I dare say at least as big as Chris Jericho's. Um, I mean, maybe they were cheering for Jake Hager. It was kind of unclear to me, but uh, it could have been the case, I suppose. <laughs> Jake Hager looking cut also, I will, uh, I will say. Looking, looking fit. And Chris Jericho. They, yeah. I thought they both looked They're more jacked than they did before. They're gassed up. I, I, credit, credit where credit is due. They were pretty gassed up on this one. And I thought that this uh, absolutely delivered. I really enjoyed watching this match. Uh, up until the we get the Eddie Kingston coming out, we get to a giant reaction, the interference, and we do get what I think is the right finish. Uh, Ortiz pinning Chris Jericho, saying, I told you so. We told you you're holding us down. Did you like this one as much as me, Zoobs? Fun little uh, tag action here. Yeah, I think it fit into the course of the night. I, I know we've talked a couple times that uh, tag team wrestling is such a is such a promise of the show and promise of the company and promise of the depth of talent that they have where we're pretty far down the depth card with with you know wh where we could be with with these guys proud and powerful that the Ortiz they could be moved up as far as you need them to go sort of you know they, they could they could hit any part of the order if you will um and I agree that it, it's the, the right it's very much the right move to have them be able to say you know we have this ability. We're we're better than than fucking Chris Jericho and and the we're other and the worst guy in this stable. Like of course we can take these <laughs> yeah. guys. We're we're a legit tag team. I think that was important that they did that, especially as they you know early on in this inner circle thing. Jericho was a tag team champion, right? And they 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 weren't, uh, which they made reference to recently. So I think that's important to like establish that that has changed in this faction. Yeah, there's definitely a uh, power shift. As I mean, exiting and pinning the leader on the way out seems like a great way to hurt a faction at its core. So we'll see what the fallout for Jericho, Guevara, and Hager is. But it does feel like the Inner Circle's days are increasingly numbered. Great to see Eddie get a giant pop here. We are, it looks like, going to get him and uh, Proud and Powerful against those three probably at Revolution. Maybe a singles match to him and Jericho, but that feels a little less likely. I think that six-man is probably what we're looking at down the road. Yeah, although 
Oh yeah, that's right. Because the ladder match is at Revolution for the for the title, for the TNT, yeah. match, not the actual match the title itself. Yeah, not the. Well, I mean, there might still be a defense, and you set up your number one contender on the show. Who knows? But yeah, either either way, I think you're able to write in a, a pretty a pretty good thing. And as you said, you talk about the comparable pops that um pro, that Santana and Ortiz and Jericho and Hager got uh considerably louder for Eddie Kingston, which. You know, sort of not, not not that he's been shuffled out of the deck, but sort of has not had the. He was against Punk not that long ago, and, and sort of was on the mag. It was in the digital magazines, and was sort of on everybody's lips. And 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 you know, you worry about that momentum uh, chipping away as he sort of is involved in these stories. But I think I think nice to see that he continues to have that fan appeal, and people really do want to see him, and and I think want him involved in things that matter coming up. Yeah, talk about somebody who's just if this was New York, Eddie Kingston would just get hot and then he'd have an inextricable heel turn where he couldn't promo anymore and just be cooled <laughs> right off. Like whenever they want to pull the trigger on Eddie Kingston, people are going to happily accept it. And I can't wait for that day because I'll be one of those people. Yeah. What are we calling these guys? The elite with Red Dragon, the whole elite, whatever you want to call it. They're backstage, uh, the elite hanging out with Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Robert Fish. Adam Cole is going to beat 10. Jay White is going to beat Trent. It is Bullet Club's time in AEW. Uh, they tease that both Red Dragon and the Young Bucks want in on that triple threat uh, match for the tag team titles. I think we'll probably make good on that because I just think that's a match that everybody really wants to see. This segment wasn't the greatest, but it's getting us to somewhere I like. Do you like this Bullet Club uh, focus in AEW here, Soups? I mean, you know that the... We've talked about this a couple times, that sort of the inner workings of the bullet club and and the elite way that the backstage segments unfold and the way that they talk um can waver between annoying and like acceptable with with <laughs> with few peaks uh along the way uh but generally getting you to a place where you're getting a a super match that you are enjoying and the payoff is almost always in the pudding at the end of these things um you know your mileage everybody's mileage for leader of bullet club drama and who is in and who's out, and that your mileage will will vary for that. But I am also one of those folks that will always sign up for Nick Jackson speaking roles in the backstage area. That's at, the the competition that unfolds about who has the most kids, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having more kids than somebody as a as a like way to downplay somebody becoming a father for the first time. <laughs> Are you gonna start making that flex around here? In a, in a Absolutely. Ab yeah. You. Yeah, of course. I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'm a little tired tonight. I have a kid, right? Yeah, well, what if I say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty tired, too. I, I only owned 10 hours last night, you know. Yeah, right? Yeah. People see like, the reaction that gets. Like, oh, but yeah, that's... you know, me, I get up right now and they say, I'm up at crack at 8 o'clock. And you're like, 8 o'clock. My children Please. are, my, I'm up every two hours. <laughs> I'm that's that's going to be the new you. Waking up at every 8 o'clock on the, on the, on the clock. I'm pretty excited for Jay White versus Trent, though. I'm excited to see what uh, Jay White and AEW looks like. Nice Wish I was on Dynamite, though, not Rampage. Nice but I guess, actually, White I'll be... Uh, oh, fuck, didn't get to promo this on the core show. I will be uh, on Rampage uh, covering the show. So if you're hearing this on the podcast feed, this Friday night, Paul and I will be uh, reviewing primetime Rampage. It's, I think, three hours earlier than normal. We'll confirm slam that dunk. on the Twitter timeline. Rampage Slam Dunk. Rampage Slam Dunk. Really looking forward to watching uh, Jay White there and to review it with uh, Paul after. That'll be a lot of fun. Cool little integration with the NBA All-Star game. Uh, yeah, and I'm happy Jay White's touring around and we're getting like, we're getting a little variety here um, and working with guys he knows in 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 
you know, the best friends who have been to Japan and been a part of that. Um, I think that's cool. And it, 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 interesting use of him. What, what do you think? That is somebody who is, you know, you're, a, I would consider you a best friend's guy. Mm. Where are you on sort of like, there's sort of two things unfolding here, right? Is you have the rest of the guys in that now sort of seemingly, seemingly talking about tag team championships. And we're sort of seeing that Adam Cole very much has a direction where he is clearly, the title is next for him. Um how do you see it from sort of what this is doing for uh, the best friends in this position? Yeah, it's like, do you, it's good to be on TV above all else, right? Even right. if it's in a losing <laughs> yeah. position, it's better not, it's better to be on TV than to not be on TV. Would I prefer them in a more winning focus? Yeah, but Trent did just pin Nick Jackson and that was felt like a, a big win and, uh, or sorry, uh, Trent did. And uh, so I suppose I'm sort of mixed. I keep hoping that because I've been doing every, pairing except for chuck and trent besides on dark that we're going to get some big trent and chuck moment but i'm always sort of just dreaming for that holding so, out hope r- r- remains <laughs> to be seen i guess yeah but you held out hope for a lot of other stuff in wrestling and all that's come true so why wouldn't why wouldn't this when there's an awful waffle on aw pay-per-view for those titles <laughs> there will be no post show well there will it'll just be zooms i'll be cranking off <laughs> uh mercedes martinez versus thunder rosa wow they they got right to it first of all credit to thunder rosa who was introduced or, or not introduced as but commentary made note that she's a teenage mother uh, i didn't realize that cool. that's a group of people i have massive respect for and to still chase your dreams and make it and be in these huge spots that's genuinely impressive to me i'm glad they brought that up uh, i myself uh born to a teenage mother so wow. respect to thunder rosa how about that how about it uh, boy, Thunder Rosa, I tweeted out from the Wrestling Brand account, is like a low-key hardcore legend. That buster through the table was vile. The 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 Tree of Woe suplex thing, I forget what they called it, but basically where Martinez is led laying out, and she says Thunder uh Oh, yeah, the, sp- the spider suplex in the corner. That's it, thank you. Gruesome, yeah. And then boy, the elbow, I really she's, like this match. Uh, she sort of slips on the elbow, and it only makes it look more devastating. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought that... that, that line that you walk in these matches um that i think you always enjoy is sort of that the risk and the the like it not going clean and it not going well um added to it we're fighting i, I thought it, i thought it was great i thought uh <clears throat> great use of martinez to sort of um get to back up sort of a lot of the talk of of you know establishing how tough she is and and the kind of stuff that she does and and you know where she thrives and the environment she wants to fight you in um i thought a great use there and 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 yeah you're right thunder rosa is a low-key hardcore legend hater and rebel do end up getting involved uh, i mean we had the dark order save earlier with hangman i guess i didn't even touch on that at the end there but hangman came out to save or dark order came out to save hangman from uh red dragon and I was like, all oh, right, these guys. And then it was like another beat down here. I was like, okay, all right, I, I get it. But I really liked this match. I kind of was hoping that Mercedes Martinez was going to win. But I guess we are building the Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker at the pay-per-view. Curious to see if there is a stip on this one. Did you enjoy this one as much as me, Zoobs? I'm going hardcore. I did. No, I did. I think that I think uh, I also like sort of the storytelling visual of like, thunder like going climbing through hell to get to get back in and, and having had her shot and yeah and you know a hardcore match being an important part of that and sort of had to try to make this climb before get knocked all the way to the bottom and now come all the way up and every trial you can throw at her sort of proving herself and proving her way and uh you know the different schemes that have been 
perpetrated basically Brit throwing the kitchen sink at her, everything she can think of in tournaments and in and now, you know, hardcore match against a mercenary or sort of one by one these things are getting knocked out of the way. And I think it's a really good way to build uh Rosa to where we want her to be. And I think she's somebody that they're going to get there with that positioning. I I have faith in that in that payoff. I agree. Uh did you know what the fuck was going on with these guys from the Cobra Kai show? No, I'm so I feel I thought I would get yeah, boy, oh boy, Brit. Like, what's this? Who is this? And I feel bad because I, I guess I should know who that is, but I did not know who that was. I had to ask on my Discord. I was like, who is this guy? It's like, oh, he's the villain in Cobra Kai. It's like, what's he doing here with Thunder Rosa? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it, didn't, it answered my question, but yeah. that's what I was really asking is what the fuck is this guy doing here? Yeah, I got news for you. That's not enough information for me to understand what's yeah, going on. Yeah. <laughs> But again, that is what I asked. So I <laughs> yeah, yeah, asking you, Shabrisky. <laughs> house of Black is uh, playing tarot cards in a creepy house. Mm-hmm. I, I like their aesthetic. I don't understand hanging out in a creepy house myself. E- even if I was a goth, sort of uh, this type, I'd, be a, yeah, I'd have a nice couch. Sure. This guy, this, we got cobwebs everywhere in this place. It doesn't look like a cool hang at all. It looks dark, very dark. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I, I can see going there to achieve a mood, but, like, I wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, like, you wouldn't want to be there all day. You want to wake up there, make your morning coffee in this haunted yeah. manner? Every single day, you would, you would, it would affect you mentally, unquestionably. Yeah, you'd eventually, like, put <laughs> ash on your face and speak in an old English. This was I mean, one... But I, it's hard to know where that, the golf stuff is and then it's like oh or is he just dutch with malachi Black? You know, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. um, guys like that. these promos listen they're they're uh, i've said many times that i like um sort of the the loose chain that they have malachi on and letting him run wild and sort of be the guy that he wants to be and, and do it very well but also i will admit that sometimes i'm just sort of like my brain is just like I don't understand what's going. On. <laughs> yeah, this is. We sure this isn't just. But listen, it, it, I'm sure in a, in a big picture, somebody could explain it to me through uh, pictures and words on a Reddit breakdown one day, and I'd be like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, and another I, piece of the I puzzle. Like, I know you're sort of saying that tongue in cheek, but I, I I've never minded the way too much attention to detail. Like, oh, I was wearing red totally. there because yeah, it's like I I would rather somebody treat it like that than, for sure. And Alistair Blackpool or Malachi Black pulls it off in a way that totally basically no one else does. Yeah, it's not a negative. It's just sort of like my sometimes yeah. sometimes I'm not smart enough to pay full attention. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, but he's got tarot cards out. They pull the mystery card saying who their third member. There's a third member of House of Black coming. This is going to set up. Oh, wait. So this is interesting. Maybe it will just be an Eddie and Jericho singles. Because this six man feels for sure. The House of Black and their third member, who's probably going to debut at Revolution, I would think, versus Death Triangle. Right. Ray Phoenix returning to a Mexican indie this weekend in wrestling. So presumably uh in-ring capable again and the six man is a pretty good match to return to if your arm has just been turned to dust <laughs> but i'll get down with that match yeah absolutely absolutely that, as, Any as like guesses a, who you think uh, this guy is i don't know i don't know I, I, frankly i i are we thinking it's somebody that's going to be changed from within or is it going to be uh, the two names I saw thrown around were both debuts uh, in Buddy Murphy, who has a lot of history with Malachi Black, sure, and uh, Sean Strickland. Okay, I, I don't, I don't know Sean Strickland, but I, I, He's very good. I, uh, Buddy Murphy is an appealing name. I, I always feel like that's one guy I like less than everybody else. I recognize that he is good in ring, though. 
Yeah, interesting though. Is I, Little I, Robert strong? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I think the thing with that is that I don't know where he slots in to the card, and it sort of is a hard. Uh, I don't know that he's pushing them over the edge. That's your right. Like, yeah, sort of what you want out of the third is like the guy that pushes you over the edge, and I don't think that that's. Buddy Murphy. You don't you don't add the smallest guy last. It's like, yeah. oh, here's our secret weapon, Buddy Murphy. It's like you have Brody King. Yeah. This is the third guy? <laughs> yeah. That's you got the, Braun that's, Strowman. Put themselves right. in a tough in a tough spot there. I would I would say for that. So you, you bring in a third guy and like here's the weakest guy that we're bringing in. Yeah. It's like we know he's gonna take more pins than King or uh, Black. But we'll see. I mean, I'm complaining about something that hasn't happened yet. I'm definitely interested to see where they go with this. I would like to see these guys in squash matches on TV more. Uh, give, something akin to like the Bludgeon Brothers push in New York. Where it doesn't even really matter who it is. These guys just on TV. They have that big co-op finisher where he throws to King yep. and then he turns his back and sits cross-legged. Um, I love that. So wouldn't mind these guys, instead of this cryptic stuff, getting the odd just squash match on TV instead and the full entrance, I think, would do a lot for them. Be fun to watch them beat Bear Country, I feel. Yes. Yeah, totally agree. Love that. Bear Bronson and Brody King just going chest to chest, hulking out for a moment. Yeah. Hell yeah. A Jay White promo's up next. Uh, we have him to thank for AEW Zoobs here. I'm going to explain his logic to you. Yes. And I, like I want this. you to tell me if this makes sense. Because this, this Jay White, he's, he's got a silver tongue. But I mean, pay attention <laughs> to what he's saying. I'm not sure it holds up. Okay. So here's how we have how Jay White created AEW. Because Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, created AEW. Yes. And Kenny Omega would have never left New Japan if Jay White wouldn't have beat him. Mm. So mm. so where are you? Who, who do you think's more to thank for AW? Would you say like Tony Khan or Jay White? It's it's pretty close, you know? A tough one. Zeus is breathing with the switchblade. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind it. Okay, let's go. Listen, I guess that's justifying an appearance. I guess that's justifying uh why you're there. Um Sure. I'm going to say something unpopular here, Zeus. I want to hear it. And I'm sorry. Uh, and I hope that my mind has changed this Friday on Rampage when he's facing Trent. Based off of only two promos, Jay White's calling it in here. Jay White's not. Jay White is a good promo. I've seen him do great promos. Right. This was, I mean, they were like, hey, Jake, you film yourself on your phone? And you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, Jay White's capable of a lot better of a promo. This wasn't horrible. But on a show like this, we talk all the time, the promo level is so high. There's such a high bar to clear. And Jay White can be, I think, not in the ultra elite there, but right outside of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I just didn't think that came through at all here. This is where I wonder that, you know, it's sort of a weird, it's weird positioning for me to, for it to be the best friends that he sort of, his mission is to come here and, and break up best friends doesn't like, that makes, that'll make a ton of sense for me that, that it's sort of like Sting showing up to help, to help. Dolph Ziggler sort of thing. It's like, well, that doesn't right. really a lot, a lot yeah. of more important stuff has happened than than this, by the way. It's like in the last little bit that you could have been a part of. Remember how over Dolph was in that moment? Crazy. Like, what are these people thinking? Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is the the height of heights that we are going to see Jay White hit. And hopefully, there's there's something with a little more meat on it that he's able to sink his teeth into while he's here. Totally agree. I have written down on my page here, Zoobs, Darby versus Allen. Uh, but that isn't the match. It's Darby <laughs> Allen taking on Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Um, Jim Ross saying what we've been saying. I don't know why he's carrying both belts. I think that doesn't even fucking work in the company anymore. <laughs> what, what it, I think it's the stupidest thing going uh, in the biz. It might be. 
but I don't know a lot about. I'm sure there's a lot of stupid stuff I don't watch, but boy, oh boy, that's dumb. As it, it was stupid last week, but you're like, ah, it's been a week since he won them and he's joined them both off. Now the other guy doesn't even in the company. There's no reason to be to brag about being the interim champion. It's it's it happened as long ago as the fall of Rome. It's it, uh, ancient <laughs> history. <laughs> no reason. And now it's going to be a thing when he does when he does get rid of one. I would just love to ask Simon Guevara what he thinks interim means. What do you do? Yeah. Like what what when you are the interim champion, what interim are you the champion of, Sammy? Like what what do you think if it, <laughs> like I get the sense Sammy thinks he won like a junior heavyweight belt of the TNT <laughs> and a heavyweight belt of the TNT. It's like, yeah. no, you you had the the champion was away, and in the interim, we needed a guy on top so that Bell could stay active. And then you ranted enough about this but i mean thank you thank you jim ross who i thought people always said that it was obvious that jim ross like stone cold steve austin he like jeff hardy that on commentary it was clear that he really oh and mcfoley that he always went the extra mile with these three guys to really put over their greatness i think he loves darby allen yeah i thought jim ross kind of came alive in this main event talking about darby allen's offense and sort of diverted from the he goes, yeah he does do the car crash stuff but look at him yank on these legs. Look at when it is on the ground. People are expecting this one style of offense from Darby Allen, and they're getting a whole other. Well, here on the map, this looks vicious. I thought it was really good work by JR, and it was totally in line with what Darby was trying to get across against uh, Semi Guevara here, too. So just credit to JR all over this match. It was clear to me that he likes Darby. Yeah. And the, the pillar is locking up. You mentioned on the Twitter account. It is, right. it is special. It's a little bit special. Even if it is one of the worst pillars. Sammy is the, la- is the four of four there for me. Yeah. Or as the Zoobs would call it, the the least most good, I think, is the, the exact <laughs> yeah, yeah. terminology. Second, second best in the match. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and fourth best on uh, <laughs> yeah. the fourth on, best uh, pillar. pillars. Yeah, that's right. Um, but there is undoubtedly, I mean, largely thanks to MJF, right? Like, he made this out of nothing, effectively. Well, not out of nothing. Of course, the four pillars have had an existing wrestling trope, but everything is stolen in wrestling. So nothing wrong with that to me. Um, I continue to hate assisted rope walk moves. Anytime somebody's walking on the rope right. from the other guys, like that stuff isn't for me. That that that's the exact line of too cooperative for me. Um, mm. where my hipsterdom or my my gym corner, whatever you want to call that side of me, like that that's the exact moment where it's like, let it, let go. They'll fall. No one can do that. No one can walk on that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to do. Or just do this. Just move move your arm yeah, a little. Pull a little. Right on down. Pull a little or push. Do anything in either direction. Yeah. You will, be in a great, great position. Um, the the send. <laughs> I didn't. I okay. I don't want to shit on this spot because on the replay it was a lot clearer. But do you know the moment I'm talking about when Darby is lying on the apron and Sammy Guevara goes for a top rope senton to the apron and Darby moves out of the way and it's a nobody's home senton to the apron. Right. The camera was so quick switching to it that it just looked like to me anyway. I don't know if anyone else felt this way. Like Sammy Guevara did like a senton. To nothing like Darby Allen wasn't there, he's missed a scent on it, like attacked the apron. It looked atrocious to me. The replay did make it a little better, but if you're going to do a spot like that, let's let's make we can miss the odd thing on camera. Let's make sure we're we're nailing that one because <laughs> poor Sammy Guevara's rib cage was bouncing around in his body, and we got a glimpse of it. So, uh, not my favorite thing there. Um, Sammy Guevara title defenses aren't going to be my favorite matches. Darby Allen TNT title defenses are largely going to be some of my favorite matches. I didn't like this all that much, to be honest. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a a, a better match of style than than Sammy has had in, in the recent in a recent run outside of probably the, the Cody ladder match. Um, 
uh, let's say I'll say as a champion. And I think Darby and that belt uh, does have some some name value to it. Darby going out for the TNT champion is championship is like, a, well, he, you know, he's a guy that they that, that can have this. And, um, you know, they, they, he didn't he wasn't fair and square clean in the middle of the ring with the, with the distraction and the sort of confusing out of nowhere. Why? Uh, Jose, you know, the assistant. Yeah. Jose. And then, and then Andrade uh, being involved to further the thing with uh, Darby. All that, all that aside, I thought there was some, some, some moments that I thought were pretty cool. There was the, the thing in the corner, the drop uh, sort of, he has in the fireman's carry Sammy has, yep, yep. which is like a very much sort of the kind of way that you would expect uh, Darby's style to mix in with with the way that uh, Sammy works in those in those big over the top spot moments, um, the way that Darby likes to hurl his body and use his body as sort of a projectile. Uh, I, thought, I thought played with his strengths uh, nicely. So it, there were some moments I loved, I liked about it. Obviously, um, with you, the sort of any any time it's uh, Sammy in a win to retain the belt, it's not the greatest uh, taste in my mouth. But I think I probably liked it a little bit more yeah. than you did by the sounds of it. Here's another reason that I probably like the match a little less. It's like I'm at Burger King and then it's like some okay fast food. Right. Nothing I I didn't I'm not I didn't end up here because I had a ton of options, but I'm at Burger King. And you walk into Burger King and the people behind the counter are eating McDonald's. And you're like, why on earth would you show me this better thing when I'm about to purchase the Burger King? And as soon as you have Andrade out there interacting with darby getting him off the turnbuckle i i am so much more interested in those two guys interacting than sammy guevara that it's like who cares about this i don't even care if darby wins like i i want to go let's let's go mr stink and the little boy like let's settle that score because i'm way more interested in that than what's going on here so that's it suffered in that way for me too um yeah I think that I think I, I think I agree with that, and and obviously those, those smallest things always can can sometimes color the the feeling of a match in general. And uh, I think it probably did for me as I'm sure during points of it I would have come out a little bit higher. But I understand the thinking behind all of it. And that was tonight's dynamite. Zoops. Sammy yeah. Guevara retains both of his TNT titles, the interim <laughs> one of which he is the champion that he is interim. You should just for, put the interim one on the line next time. <laughs> Save the save the real one for the for PPV. Like interim so what, pedals what would up. that look like? Somebody wins the interim belt, but there's still an just active like, champion. Just like Sammy did, yeah. Someone else becomes interim champion, and he keeps. So now there's just the, the two. The interim DNT title becomes like a title, like the <laughs> interim right. DNT title is a belt in in AEW. Yeah, the the lower mid card. That's belt. right. Yeah. Horrible. What happened, man? Remember when Miro just had the green one? He was always belting around. Now we got Sammy Guevara wearing two. Yeah. It's like, what happened? So all in all, uh, do you feel I, – I'm, I'm curious now. Did, am I bumping my score down or are you, you going to bump your score up from a from a number here? Which do you feel is closer to happen? I think I'm, I think I'm a little lower. I think I come out of this at 5.5. I don't think I would. I might have been at a 6 uh, coming Why out Why don't we game. meet in the middle? Why, you want to shake hands and meet at 5? I'll Let's come do up it. with five. Yeah. Okay. I'll reach across the table and negotiate. We'll go unanimous decision between these dudes and I. And I'd say <laughs> WWE Dynamite at five. Okay, great. Again, Excellent. some good stuff. I think the, the getting off on the wrong foot with that punk promo, maybe, and and then the Danielson dead entrance. These were things that I was really excited for. And maybe, especially contrasted with Punk and MJF in Chicago just two weeks ago. and Or the Hangman Brian or Hangman Archer. Like the crowd bringing it is part of AEW. 
Right. And so when that isn't happening and they do get there for Moriarty Danielson and sort of my interest kicks up from there. So maybe I'm a little harsh on it, but the, there were some misses. And the real cloud of Cody hanging over everything, of course. There he went. Do we ever see QT Marshall on TV again? Boy, I gotta, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I, I got to tell you, the next the next time Dan Lambert has a microphone in his hands, I am listening. I, I bet I can predict what he's going to say. What's he going to say? That bitch, Brandy, <laughs> took her ball and went home. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very interested to see the, ne- the next time Dan Lambert appears on my screen. Listen, you might not like it, but Dan Lambert chased Brandy and Cody Rhodes out of uh, <laughs> AW. That happened. She she got sent out there to die. They were already. Tony was like, "How do I? How do I finally get this guy out of my locker room? What do I do here? How am I going to piss him off?" And so he's like, "Well, I need Brandy on TV tonight talking." And Tony's like, "No problem, Cody. No problem." I the, and just text yeah. Dan. Just has on the phone with cody texting dan dan need you on the horn tonight king yeah you guys are good guys right so we're going to give you our our top heel speaker here we go get out there and have some fun kids <laughs> yeah well zooms that's it for tonight's a double dudes uh in podcast for listen we appreciate you we see the numbers growing over here greatly appreciate and much love and energy to the nasty casties tonight uh, apologies for the tech issues. If you're one of these people who listened to the front half of the show and fought through with us, we greatly appreciate it. We promise next time that we log on, you will get uh, the A-Double Dudes quality that you're used to. Absolutely. All right, that's it. Anything else you'd like to say before we send people off into the night soups? No, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for the listen. And, and on Spotify, it's a, you can rate and you can follow. And on Apple, you can subscribe and follow and download. And we appreciate all of it. And until next week, love and energy.